Welcome back to another episode of the Tide Talk Podcast. Stacy Blackwood with Jake Thomas. Jake, how's it going, man? I'm good, man. Just decided to be back. It's been a long stretch, but we're back, baby. We are back. That's right. We are back and hopefully better than ever. Uh, going to have a quick show, but it's going to be have a lot of information in it, so maybe you can keep up with us. Uh, we're going to dive into a little bit of softball, uh, basketball, uh, we'll probably touch on baseball since it's it's just going to be opening up soon. So, uh, with that, uh, Jake, let's let's go ahead and uh, let's hit on some softball real quick. Right. Uh, obviously, it wasn't the start that uh, that many fans of the team had hoped for this past weekend down in Tallahassee in the tournament. Uh, you know, they went they lost uh, three games and and a couple of them were in walk off fashion. So it's just a uh, it was a tough start for the, for the team that that obviously went into the season ranked number one in a lot of polls, and uh, it just didn't go their way. Yeah, and and that's um, you know that that's unfortunate. Uh, but of course, you know we had a couple players missing. Um, you know Bailey Hemphill, who was our starting first baseman, mainly she had to play uh, catcher uh, because our our freshman uh, was ineligible at the time, but she's back now. She got um, got cleared today and um but you know i was uh speaking of uh you know freshmen um i can never i cannot find here we go um let's see uh kilfoy i get i'm sorry if i butchered that last name but you know she's a freshman and the first game she pitched lots out and um and helped us win that first game uh she pitched six innings on gave up uh she didn't give up any any runs uh on runs, that is, gave up two runs, but had only gave up five hits as well and seven strikeouts. Um, she kind of struggled in uh, relief duties, but um, but you know Hannah, Mon- uh, Hannah, um, uh, not my Montana Fouts. There we go. Uh, she handled her business. And she got pulled. Who knows why? But but you know we the the bullpen come in and, and couldn't couldn't get that first game. Uh, or that second game uh, finished uh, to to make it a W, but but team team would be fine. I mean, th- this is just a small little little setback. It's nothing major. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's like you said. It's a uh, actually, I believe our championship year several years ago. It was a similar start. So yeah, maybe that's kind of an omen for us. I thought you were fisting to uh, call Montana Fouts, Hannah Montana. Yeah. <laughs> Let's yeah. not do that. She's, no. she's too good of a player to, to, to kind of butcher that name. But uh, exactly. But no, I, like you said, I'm 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 okay with the softball team. I'll, I'm disappointed, but it's it's not major disappointment. You know, when like like you said, when you're when you have to move your your you know all American caliber first baseman to catcher because of ineligibility issues. Uh, thanks to NCAA, uh, that's the kind of thing that, that's going to happen. So the infield was pretty much all new players. Uh, I believe Jake mentioned that. So it's yeah, that's going to happen when you play teams, and especially early on in the season, you're trying to kind of figure your way out. And uh, you know they they got plenty of opportunities to uh, to come back and uh, you know kind of make up for for what's happened here. And uh, I believe uh, the softball team is going to be just fine. Oh yeah, definitely. And of course, we've already got Fogs out there who's calling for Patrick Murphy's job. I mean, yeah, idiots. Yeah, get get real, people. I mean, he's a proven coach, just like 
uh, Nate Oates, um, he, you know, we, we talk about him. He's a proven coach, but get real. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like, they, they have, they have uh, two games uh, this weekend. Yeah. I know, I mean, I mean, and, I mean, Thursday, excuse me. They, mm-hmm. they play Liberty in, in Washington. So, uh, obviously, the Washington game is going to be a huge test. Uh, they're really one of the top teams in the country. Uh, they're they're down there in Clearwater for for an, for a tournament again. So yeah. there's, a lot, there's a lot of good teams. Liberty's in it. Washington, South Florida, UCLA, Oklahoma State. So it's there's a lot of good teams. So they have they have a chance to uh, to make a statement uh, this weekend. So I, I wouldn't give up on on the softball team just yet. Oh no no, they're, I believe they do make a statement. So uh, now I guess we can kind of touch on a little bit of baseball before we. Uh, before we uh, talk some uh, Bama hoops, which is the, the kind of the, the team that's really, I guess, making the most impact for the fan base at this moment uh, as they try to make a tournament run. But on, on the baseball side, they're fisting to, uh, they're fisting to get started. I believe opening day is, uh, let's see, when is that? Uh, Friday, Friday? Yeah, Friday, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got a weekend series with, uh, with Northeastern, so – at home in Tuscaloosa, so hopefully the rain will be gone because I believe half of Tuscaloosa is flooded right now, uh, like half of Alabama is. So, yeah, hopefully the rain will, rain will be gone and uh, they can. Uh, it'll be a nice weekend for uh, you know for opening baseball. And speaking of baseball, just kind of a side note, I think most of the uh, catchers and pitchers for professional teams either reported today or report tomorrow. So, baseball Uh-oh. is baseball is coming up. And we're in the South, so we're everybody's a big Braves, Braves fan down here. So it's about that time to be disappointed again. Yep. So, but but on on the baseball uh, side and, and kind of on the softball side, we're going to have a guest uh, hopefully next week to uh, to give us a little more insight on those two teams. Uh, me and Jake don't claim to know everything, so we uh, we're, we're yeah. really we're really in tune with the football program and the men's basketball program. But on the softball and baseball side, uh, we. We have some friends and that, that can tell you a little more about that. So we're going to bring them on, and uh, they can they can give you know the Tide Talk fans uh, some some insights into those teams. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we'll we'll work on that this week and set it up for next week for sure. All right. So uh, and real quick before one more thing before we uh, before we actually get into men's hoops. Uh, congratulations to the to the women's basketball team. They they swept. Uh, Auburn this year yep. uh, on the hardwood. So uh, good job, Christy Curry and the girls. Uh, they had to they had to fight one out uh, this last Sunday. I got to watch the second half of that game, uh, and uh, they done a great job at the end of the game making free throws to uh, to pull away with the win uh, in Coleman. So it's a great win for the team. Uh, and like like I mentioned, they 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 swept Auburn. That's always nice. And they've played, they played. They have played. You know, th- their SEC record's four and seven right now, which is not great. But the SEC in women's hoops is obviously really strong. Uh, they've lost a couple close games. Uh, I mean, they've played. They they played South Carolina tight for for at least half that game. They yeah. they played Kentucky tight. Uh, they got beat on a luck shot against Tennessee in Knoxville. Uh, they lost a heartbreaker at home to Texas A&M by five, which they yep. had a lead for most of that game, if I remember correctly. 
uh, it's just, and again, they play Kentucky close at Kentucky and lost a four-point game. So it's just, they're close. They're, they're, they're a lot like the men's team where they're just, mm. just a few shots or a few possessions away from, from having a completely different season. So uh, continue to support the ladies' team. Uh, uh, like you said, it's, it's great to, uh, to get that sweep against Auburn. Yes, definitely. All right, so now let's uh, let's go ahead and dive into uh, s- some Bama hoops. Uh, a lot's happened since uh, we last uh, we last talked, and uh, I believe before we uh, our last podcast we had LSU to play. Is that is that is that? Do I remember that correctly, Jake? I believe you're right. So it was actually kind of a rough. <laughs> I had a rough go it for for a while. That was the first loss of a, of a three-game losing streak. Uh, loss, of course, you don't you don't expect to go on the road and win against really good teams like LSU. You just want to kind of keep it close. And uh, the first half was rough, and Alabama was able to play a little better in the second half. But uh, LSU outlasted, and of course, the two heartbreaking losses at home uh, to Arkansas and Tennessee. That's 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 the kind of games that you really just can't have. Especially when you're fighting for your for your life to make it to try to make it to the NCAA tournament, right? And uh, you know we that uh, Saturday we played Georgia and and uh, man that that game was was uh, I, my my stroke I thought I had about twenty strokes in that game. I mean it was back and forth. It was tight. Um, we got into overtime and and in the, really in the second half. I mean Lewis took over in in second half and in overtime. And man, it was. That was amazing to see. And the biggest thing that I loved about that game was the way John Petty played on arguably the best player in college basketball, Anthony Edwards. He only had 14 points in that game. And I don't know what, what kind of shooting-wise he, he did, but Petty pretty much locked him down the whole night, and it was great to see. Yeah, Edwards was only 5 of 17 shooting. And uh, like, Jake, like Jake mentioned, Petty was just on him. And uh, he he did a great job of, of contesting every shot, uh, making it tough on Edwards, and and he had a really and, and Petty had a really good offensive game as well. He had twenty one points, so uh, seven rebounds and four assists. So he had a really good game. Uh, yeah. And of course, Kyra, I, I know he and I even tweeted during the game uh, about how he was missing his free throws down the stretch, and uh, you know you you don't expect that from your leader and your point guard, but uh, maybe that's just a uh, something he needs to get worked out. Maybe it's just something mental. I don't, I don't know what it is, but uh, he did finish with 37 points and seven assists and five rebounds. And like Jake mentioned, in that second half when Georgia got up by – I believe they got up by 12 at one point, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. And and Kyra was the was the big reason why they were able to get back in that game and, and, and then have a chance to win in overtime. So uh, props to Kyra on that. Uh, and another guy that played really well. A guy that me and Jake have, Jake have liked since day one, and we've talked about him since you know the last summer, and that's Javion Davis. He yes. just continues to get better and better and better. He uh, he has a chance to be a really good post player by the time he's a junior or a senior in this program under Nate Oates. And uh, what I like to see is, and I know he hasn't made one yet, but he he's not afraid to shoot a three, and I believe he's going to start knocking those down. And and when he makes just one of those, it's going to make teams start respecting them a little bit more, and it's just going to open up the offense even more. Uh, so, Javion Davis, keep it keep it up, man. 
uh, before we started recording, Jake mentioned Shackford, and, and the freshman just continues to, to to ball out. I mean, I know he only had 10 points and four rebounds uh, last Saturday against Georgia, but he made his free throws down the stretch like it was nothing. And uh, he's just – he's another one of those guys that that's going to be a really good player for Alabama. So it's oh, – it, that was a must win. I, I don't – I think that the tournament chances are – are over without a win this last Saturday against Georgia. And when you have to have a must win on the road, those are really tough. That's a lot of pressure on your team. And uh, it kind of looked like the pressure got to the team when Georgia went on that big run to start the second half. Yeah. But uh, the, the guys kept fighting and playing hard. And uh, Kyra kind of took over and put his nose down and uh, got some buckets. And, you know, he, he, made, he made three threes in that game. When Kyra makes threes – it's it's almost I don't don't get me wrong don't don't think I'm comparing him to LeBron but you know it's different when LeBron's making threes in a basketball game your team might as well just give up because oh, yeah. you know he can get to the paint and score so if he's yeah. knocking down threes it's it's going to be a long day for you so it's and it's kind of the same thing with Kyra he's he's one of those guys who's capable of going one of five from three or he's going to go three of six or four of seven or five of eight something like that. Uh, and when he does that, it's going to be a long day for the opposing team because he's so quick with the dribble and, and can get to the paint pretty much at will, and, and he's really good at finishing. So that that knocking down the three is just a another part of his game that that he, as he continues to develop will just make him a better player and, and obviously helps the team as well. Oh, definitely. And and man, I I miss her being on this on the court right now. Um, you know, with, with without him. His defensively, especially, man, it's uh, especially with the next couple of games we got coming up, um, man, everybody's going to step up a level on defense. And uh, Petty, uh, to me, really stepped up in this last game. I already said that, but uh, but that just gives me a little bit more confidence that that these guys can step up and rally around um, whoever's hot that night. And Kyra was the one that got hot the other night. But if we get one player hot and everybody's still making their shots, man, this this team can be dangerous and we've said that all year and it's just got to got to have everybody making their shots and and playing off each other yeah and and looking ahead at the schedule real quick uh tomorrow night uh they play at auburn which which we know is going to be a really tough game uh auburn's so good at home and and you know they're going to be looking for revenge after that what beat them by 19 in tuscaloosa a few weeks Mm -hmm. back so uh, you know they're looking forward to tomorrow night, so the team's going to have to be ready, and it's not going to be an easy task. But you just want to, you just want to give your chance with a, a team a chance to win it in the last four minutes of the game. I think that's, I think it's the way you got to approach games like the Auburn game on the road. Is you know play tough and play hard, and just you know when, when there's four minutes left to go in the game, you can look up at the at the scoreboard and say, hey, we got a chance. And if you got a chance. You never know what can happen in those last four minutes. So that's that's what you kind of got to hope for. I think as far as the next two games, they're really tough. It's it's at, at Auburn, and then we host LSU. I, I do think we have to win one of those games to uh, to continue our hopes to make the tournament. Uh, and yeah. then looking past that, you have Texas A&M, which is a very winnable game. Really, the, the remaining schedule after Auburn and LSU, every game is winnable. Yeah. I mean, just real quick, it's A&M, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, South Carolina, Vanderbilt, and Missouri. 
So every one of those games are very winnable. So if you if you sneak out and get uh, one win uh, this week between Auburn and LSU, uh, you know, and maybe just drop one of the next few games, I I, I think the team's in. So, uh, but for now, let's just worry about Auburn and uh, you know trying to keep that game close and and. I, you have to take care of business at home. I, I really believe that. I don't think Alabama can afford another home loss uh, in SEC play. No, I have way too many right now. Um, I expect the student section led by, of course, um, Anthony and all them guys, man, that they're, they're going to be loud at uh, LSU time. Because, um, you know, I think that we've got to make a statement, Trenton Watford, you know, you made a mistake by going to LSU. So uh, not coming to Alabama in, in that atmosphere. So we got to we got to feel cold, man. We got to make it loud um, Saturday. But you know, I, Auburn, like you said, getting a getting a win on the road that would be huge. But it is Auburn. Auburn is like you said, is really good at home. Um, but I mean, they couldn't make any shots the last game. Of course, they're going to be at home now, so uh, they'll probably make their shots, and we probably won't make any. But you know, I'm hoping that we, we come in and play competitive, like you said. Uh, one thing that uh, we do, and we both made a comment about it uh, during the Georgia game, we've got to finish out the first half. We're, we're giving up way too many, you know, easy buckets and, and easy points uh, to close out a half and not making any. So, you know, we've got to clean that up just a bit. Yeah, I think so, too. And uh We uh, part of the reason that that I believe we struggle at the end of half, and you know maybe even at the end of the game is is the lack of depth. We we yeah. we really don't have any depth right now. No. Uh, I mean we we were actually talking before we started recording, and I really believe that right now with with, with her being out, I think four of our top eight players are are not even available right now. I mean we yeah. are talking about Quinterly. Uh, Herb, uh, let's see, we got, uh, well, I got the roster here, uh, Rojas and, uh, Juwan Gary. I mean, I, I think all of those guys are probably four of our top eight players. Yeah. And they're not, none, none of them are available right now. Of course, we're going to get her back soon, hopefully. And, and, and Oates, uh, said today that he's, you know, he's a little bit ahead of, ahead of schedule and he, he won't be available this week against Auburn or, or LSU, but. But hopefully uh, this time next week he'll be able to play. So, yeah, getting getting him back will be huge. Like Jake mentioned, we we miss his defensive presence, uh, his ability to, to to really guard all positions on the court. Uh, his offensive game, like we talked about uh, on previous podcasts, has, has developed under Oates. He, he he now can can get to the basket and, and finish at the rim. He's shooting free throws better. And, and hopefully the injury will not be a setback on his shooting because I really feel like that was really starting to turn the corner, and uh, I hope that's still the case when he when he comes back. But, uh, yeah, it's just – it's tough to uh, to play 40 minutes with, with seven or eight guys, especially when the seven or eight guys that you're playing are not your best seven or eight guys. It's different if you were playing your best seven or eight guys. You know, somebody brought up a couple of weeks ago, like Arkansas, they were complaining, well, Arkansas only plays seven guys. Yeah, but it's their seven best players. <laughs> yeah, Alabama's exactly. not playing their seven best players. Mm-mm. They're playing half of their seven best players. So, yeah. I, I, it's just – it's not the same thing. So, uh, we, we need to get healthy. 
you know, we're not going to get Gary back or or, uh, or Rojas or Quinterly, but it, when we get her back, that's a different team. I think everybody or anybody that's watched this team this year knows that, that with Herb Jones, we are a completely different team. So I uh, hope Herb gets healthy soon. We can get him back and just kind of weather the storm until he does get back and then make a run. And, and like, he, like Jake said, this team is one of those teams that if they get hot, they're capable of beating anybody and, uh, you know, get to the SEC tournament and make a bunch of threes, uh, you know, and, and shoot yourself into the Sunday game. And before you know it, you're playing for the SEC championship game. So I think that's very possible for this team. Do I think it's likely? No. But is it possible? Absolutely. So I think there's still a lot to look forward to. I do think we got to win one of these next two games to, to keep the tournament hopes alive. Uh, so – that's that's kind of what we're looking forward to right now. Yeah. And and real quick, you talking about, you know, the SEC tournament coming up. Um you remember we went we was down at Florida and we had a huge lead against Florida and blew it. So, you know, and we had we I think we had a lead against Kentucky. We had a huge lead against Tennessee. We we beat Auburn by 19 at home. So I mean, like you said, we are capable of beating anybody in the SEC um if if everything Falls correctly. So, I mean, if, like you said, this team gets hot, I mean, who knows what they can do in the tournament? I, I still think, like you said, we probably need to win one of these next two games uh, and then maybe win out uh, or at least win over uh, our home games. But I'm still saying maybe, maybe two wins in the SEC tournament is very doable and that will get us in. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I think that's right. But, uh, I, I it's, it's so tough looking at the schedule. Uh, if we just win our home games, just real quick, and before we wrap it up, if we just win our home games, that would give us one, two, three, four, four more wins in conference. Uh, so what would that – that would give us nine – that would put us at nine and nine in SEC play, correct? Yeah. That's correct. And that would give us how many wins overall? 17? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So – I think with 17, if, let's just say, at worst, we go, what would that be? Four and four to finish the season and give us a 99 record in conference play and be 17 and 14 overall. Uh, I think we would have to win two games to, to just give ourselves a shot at hopefully getting a bid to the tournament. Yeah. So th- that would – that that would give us a shot, but I think if, if if we can just go ten and eight in conference play, eighteen and and thirteen overall, and get two wins uh, in the SEC tournament, I think that puts us in, you know, pretty solidly. And if we finish with that eighteen win record uh, overall, and just get one win SEC tournament play. Uh, that would put us right there on the on the bubble of you know kind of in limbo, not sure if you're going to get in or not. So the yeah. the best thing the best thing in my opinion to do was was to secure your bid before the SEC tournament started, and to yeah. do that, uh, I think if, if you finish well, there, there's eight games left. If you finish six and two or five and three, I or if you finish six and two, I think you're in. I yeah. think Alabama was in if they finished six and two. And I think six and two is very doable. So uh, let's just let's just hope for that, and that, that way we don't have to worry about what happens in the SEC tournament. Right, but 
And another thing is, I think if if some miracle happens and and we beat Auburn at, on the road and beat LSU, we may have already secured, secured a spot there because we would beat Auburn twice and we beat another top twenty five team in LSU. Yeah, uh, both these next. That's why these next two next two games are so important because they are both net one games. So yeah. that would give us two net one. Uh, or what are they? Is that what they? Is that what they call them? Quad one or quad ones. That's quad ones. Whatever, whatever they call that crap now. Yeah, <laughs> that they would be quad one victories. So that that would be massive. So, uh, and another big game, kind of looking a little bit further down the schedule, is at Mississippi State. They're that they, they they've, they've got a good resume. Uh, they're a team that's kind of you know right on the fringe of being in the tournament as well. So that would be a that would be a big game too, and it's on the road. So that would pro- that would be a quad one game as well. So. We they still got beat have, by Mississippi State tonight, or Mississippi tonight. Ole Miss. Did, beat did they get beat by Ole Miss? I, I see. Yeah. I haven't even looked at the scores from tonight yet. Yeah, I but, think well, not. That was, that, I believe that would still be a quad one game though. Yeah, on, on the road at Mississippi State because I mean they're 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 a pretty good team and uh, so they I are eleven two. Yeah, so that, yeah, that's gonna be rough. that's gonna be a tough game. Of course, Reggie Perry is a beast. Man, that dude's yeah. good. He is. That's that's a talk for another day. Right, but I think that's all we got for tonight. Unless you got something to add, Jake? No, man. I think we're good. Uh, thank you for everybody for the continued support. And um, you know, we've been kind of scared on uh, on doing podcasts lately. But you know, life happens. But we'll, each and every time we can get to it, we're going to try to and get something out for you guys. Yeah, that's right. You know, like Jake said, life happens. So I mean, everybody understands that. That listen to this. So uh, just bear with us. Uh, we're going to try to. Uh, to do as many as we can, and uh, you know, if, if, like like we always say, if you have any questions or comments or anything you want to talk about in specific, just tweet at us. Uh, you know, I'm at Blackwood eighty nine. I'm at Jake Thomas Tide, and uh, also our our podcast Twitter feeds at Tide Talk underscore Pod. So just tweet it at any of those three or all three of those accounts, and with your questions or comments or concerns what whatever you have uh and uh, we'll be glad to respond on there and uh we'll talk about it on the podcast whenever we have one so uh we do appreciate all the support guys it's a lot of fun doing this and it's the fans make it even more fun so we appreciate that we appreciate the listens and the and the the, the all the talk we have on twitter so uh with that uh roll tide we'll talk to y'all next time roll tide You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.